I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ron and Anian. We save samples of all the gear oil, and I guess that's what I guess what, that's what car guys do, right? You know, it's like proud, proud papas. Oh, look at the gear oil I took out of the rear end of your truck. Wow, look at that. I've never seen anything that dark and dirty since, well... The Car Doctor. Is the light on... And is it is it on steady or is the light blinking? It's steady. Okay. So the fact that it's on steady tells me there is a problem in the system. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Somewhere along the way, you know, what a phrase, right? Somewhere along the way, this vehicle went south. And how many times a week do I hear that? It becomes a problem because you know it's going to be a problem, child. I want to go in the shop right away, by the way. I want to go in the shop courtesy of AutoZone right here because uh, this is our in-the-shop repair this week. I thought it was, um, I thought it's timely. We had an 07 Dodge Caravan came in with a P0440 EVAP failure. P0440 is a general EVAP emissions control failure. It's not really specific. It will take you to various components and various things to look for, but it's not like a P0456 or a P0457 where we're talking about leak size or or, or, or a 449, which is uh, a leak detection pump, high circuit failure, something like that. A 440, is a, it, it's sort of like a general alert, you know, warning, warning, real Robinson, something's, something's wrong. And through the course of diagnosis, I found that the leak detection pump worked, but sort of. I found that the purge valve was leaking, and that explained the 456, because it was a 440 and a 456 on this car. But it was a very strange sequence and series of events that had me doing a bit of research on this. I fixed the 456 first. The 456 is a small EVAP leak. 
I was able to test the purge valve we all know is in the passenger side front corner of the engine compartment and prove that clear cut bad mechanical failure would not hold. Uh, you know, it, it mechanically leaked, electrically disconnected each and every time. Bad valve, change it. You know, and you got to do that, right, guys? I mean, it's it's change what you know is bad. Move on to the next thing. There's no, you know, we can't we can't decide if where we're going here. You know, where are we going? You know, based on well, I, I got to fix this. I have to do this first. Fix that. Called up AutoZone. They sent me a purge valve done. Now I've got to deal with the 440, and the 456 went away, by the way. So the 456 is gone. Now I'm dealing with the 440. Now, there's a function in ScanTool where you can do what I call the service bay test. Some will refer to it as just a leak, tech, leak detection pump monitor functionality test. Uh, it, but it's a, it's a bay test. You're doing it in the shop. And we went through the bay test. And it passed, but it failed. It passed a large leak test. But I never saw the switch, the leak detection pump switch, which is inside the leak detection pump, change from open to closed. It never changed state. And I said, well, what the heck is that? Because it's, it's got a, it's got a, basically the way a leak detection pump works is it's, it's the theory of gaseous evolution, as I call it, right? As a vehicle sits at rest, uh, a, a liquid will give off and develop, it will develop pressure or vacuum depending upon the temperature outside and put the system into one state or the other. And that's how a leak detection pump works. They're counting on it to either build pressure or lose pressure um, and then measure to see if the system has integrity based on that. So I never saw the leak detection pump switch work. So I started to take a look at, coming out of that PCM, the powertrain control module in this 07 Dodge Caravan, which is located, by the way, in a real great spot. If I was the engineer, I got to give credit to the to the guy that designed this because he put the powertrain control module right outside the frame rail on the left front bumper. So if the car gets hit in the left front corner, that's the first thing to get taken out. Boy, there's a... And if it's missing the cowling, you know, the splash shield underneath, the computer will rust and rot in a matter of weeks in a high salt, high high water environment because there's just no protection for it. So good job, guys. I hope that guy's retired, um, not working anymore. So went to the powertrain control module. And yeah, it was rusted and cruddy looking. But what got my attention was, in looking at the leak detection pump, the wires coming down to the LDP were green, yellow, and black. And yet my wiring diagram called for them to be violet white, violet blue, and black. Somewhere along the way, this vehicle got a, a wiring harness change. It, it, it was, something's wrong here. And I followed the harness all the way back to the PCM in the left front bumper end, and found that somebody had modified, and I just, I don't understand the thought process, right? They, they, they sectioned, there was four butt connect repairs, like they spliced this whole series and gangly mess of wires together with just open-ended butt connections. And I came to the conclusion, and it's got to be, that this vehicle was in an accident, because when I looked at the body panels, I mean, it is 15 going on 16 years old, and it's hard to see exact because a lot's happened in the past 200,000 plus miles of this vehicle, that this was just a mess. I wanted to run a new wire. I wanted to run all new harness. And I did. I called up AutoZone. All right. They have, if you go into AutoZone, one of the great things about the AutoZone Pro website is, and they have it on the regular website too. Uh, you can type in the year, make, model of vehicle. I typed in wiring harness repair, and they came up with, they actually came up with a trailer harness, a trailer wiring harness that was long enough. 
as if you were going to add a trailer. And I like trailer wire. Trailer wire is very durable, right? It, it's it's designed to take the elements, designed to be in the back of a vehicle, so it takes road abuse and assault. And in this case, it was perfect. It was a three-wire harness. I needed three wires. Bingo. I soldered myself, my wires together, except on pin 35 at the PCM, I found that the exposure to moisture from the previous poor repair had left a damaged connector. The harness was corroded on the inside, and that's why I was showing open, no state of change at the leak detection pump switch. I took the connector apart, a little tedious, you know, took the connector apart, snipped away at the bad part, cleaned it away like the cancer that it was and grafted a new piece of wire on with a drop of solder, then heat shrinked right over the top, made it, I mean, it was perfect. It really was. I There's no other way to say it. I did a great job. And, you know, one of those repairs, you kind of thump your chest and say, look at me, Mom, and, uh, you know, put it together. Wired in the trailer harness from, from AutoZone and, uh, you know, changed the end. They also had a harness connector for the leak detection pump, soldered that in, heat shrunk everything together, sealed it all up. What do you know? It's fixed. And, you know, the point of this becomes that you need a resource, right? You need a resource for parts. You need a resource for information. AutoZone gave us the parts. We had the information through our various, you know, online services. But the degree of difficulty for repairing that that vehicle that was in an accident, just it goes up each and every time. And I know my shop owners and my technicians out there have been in this dogfight and sometimes, and where I got my inspiration for some of this was, I just sat down on the AutoZone website and I just started. I just started typing in the things I needed and looked to see what what can I find. What is it going to be there? Because you know, how do I fix this? I don't want to just run three new wires, and it's it's just more tedious, and I've, I've, it just makes my job that much harder and longer. I needed a piece of wire, probably every bit of three and a half feet long, four feet long, because it had to run from the PCM and the left front bumper over the top, down around, and into the LDP. So consider the website. You know, the website is also, I think, uh, a big part of the uh, repair process as we go in the shop. So um, that's my tip for this hour, this week. And uh, welcome to the Car Doctor. 855-560-9900. I'm running in the Car Doctor. And um, I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. it on the wall so you don't forget to call for car advice done right 855-560-9900 now back to ron hey let's wander down to delaware and talk to mike mike welcome to the car doctor sir how can i help how you doing ron i'm doing great yes sir good what's going on uh, uh, um got a question i need your opinion i've got a 2009 ford escape and i'm going to get the the whole brake job rotors and everything should I um, get OEM Ford parts if they still make them or go to AutoZone? Now, I did stop at AutoZone last week and just checked on, like, if they had rotors for it. They said Doorless has a coated rotor. Do you recommend coated? Yeah, I, I like, and, and I and I like the Duralast line of brakes. I really do. I like the Duralast line of parts, but their their brakes are really great. Their rotors are OEM spec. Uh, they're coated. Oh, okay. They're, they're okay. coated. They're co- mean, yeah, they're coated rotors are. Uh, you know, they're. I mean, it's the only way to. They're, what, what they're is, slick. What, is this, what, what's that mean, Ron? Do they got some kind of thing over the cast? Or well, something? yeah, a coated rotor has a protective coating uh, onto the rotor itself so that it won't rot and rust the parts that aren't. You know, not, not the brake pad area, but the non-brake pad area. So the oh, hub, okay. the flanges, okay. the edges, they don't rust or rot as fast. And living in Delaware, you're in the. You know, you're in the. You're in, you're in the you're, salty city. You're, you're in Salt <laughs> Central. Uh, yeah. You know, right. so they, they tend not to rust as fast. Their calipers, their brake calipers, their Duralast brake calipers are like works of art. They really are. They're gorgeous. They're they're oh, okay. they're 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 okay. plated and protected. There's everything's in the box. You know, it's like this way you don't open the box and it's not been picked through and oh gee, do I have this spring and do I need this clip and where's this they give you the little copper gaskets for the you know for the for the hoses to seal against. Yeah, good stuff. Uh-huh. Absolutely good stuff. And it's right, from AutoZone, right. so it has a really great warranty. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it, it's it's it should there be a problem, which there won't be. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. No, nah, you don't need to use Ford stuff. Not for that. Not not at all. Oh, okay, so, okay. Uh, another question is yeah. um, when I take it to my mechanic, and um, should I get w- wheel bearings for it? It's got one hundred seventeen thousand on it. I mean, I don't hear no. R- Roaring no, sound or anything not, not, when I turn left and right. No, because if we if we you know if we worry about that, or we what else are we going to start changing? Fifteen years old, hundred seventeen. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going right, to start. Right. You know, we're going to jack up yeah. the radiator cap and drive a new car underneath. That being said, <laughs> you know, no guarantee. But for all the escapes we work on, and we work on more than a few. All right, uh-huh. uh, you know, I can honestly say, I'm thinking, maybe we've done two wheel bearings, maybe. And it's it's, right? it's been it's been rears. Uh, uh-huh. It's for some reason they wear out rear wheel bearings before. And I think one of the ones we did rear wheel bearings on, it's because we were doing the differential, and that car had one hundred sixty five thousand miles on it. So uh-huh. we were right. like, you know, hey, we're already there. We're changing. Let's just, you know, we did. We were. Do- I know what it was. We were doing brakes. We were doing shocks. We were doing the diff because the diff had failed. 
let's just do wheel bearings and then we never have to look at the back of the car again. Uh, and uh-huh. there was there was an obviously a labor savings, but no, I I think uh, you know 117,000 miles on a modern car with reasonable care is is not high mileage anymore. Uh, you oh, know, okay. I, I, I okay. think I think 300,000 miles is is the life expectancy of a typical vehicle today. Uh, right. You know, right. it's it's. But then again, you know, if 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 at 130,000 miles the transmission failed, all right, would you put a trans in it? And it'll come down yeah, to yeah. you know, but 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 would you right? And I and I think if if you've given the car care and caution and and, and respect, you know, mm-hmm. if the trans was six or seven thousand dollars, six or seven thousand dollars for the trans is cheaper than sixty for a new one or thirty for right, a new one right. or uh, right. you know, it's it's right. you know we oh. we we've we've got a weird mindset towards vehicles. I don't want to spend any money on this one, so I'm going to go out and buy a new one. Um, which right, is a whole nother right. conversation. That's, a, so. that's another question you just brought up. Yeah. Is, um, should I go ahead and stockpile parts for it, <laughs> like mm. trans or something? No, you know? I don't, and I don't. I don't think it's practical. I think there's enough of those cars out there that they'll be around a good oh, long okay. time. Okay. You know, I, I I think you should probably see another six to seven years of parts availability for that vehicle in terms of product. You know, that's the that's the old square body escape. And yeah, those uh-huh. those. Well, I've had the trans fluid just change yeah. before I took into. Uh, Tennessee this right. past summer. Right. Uh, you know, it's had to, the, well, I'm the second owner, so he had it when he had it. He had the trans fluid change. Right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, as long as, you, as, yeah. Long as you're doing fluids, you know, you got to follow the rule at 60, 90, 120, 100, 150, every 30,000 miles, it's going to need, you right. know, right. fluids or right. service or something. Not all of them, but just, you know, stay in sync. Typically, uh-huh. every typically every 60, you're going to do all the fluids or sooner. Right. Every fifty right. to sixty, uh, you know, oh, okay. it's it's oh, it's, um, it's not I unreasonable. Talking, you know, I was hearing on the radio you were talking about the ABS. When when I take it in, I want to have him to change the brake fluid. He don't have to. Does he have to unhook the lines or anything to change the brake fluid, or is it just a straight? Flu, uh, no, it should be a straight. It should be a straight fluid exchange. It's not. Oh, okay. it's, it's not okay. a drain. Because I don't have. It, knock on wood, I don't have no problem with ABS on it. Yeah, so no, far. it's 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 not a it's not a fluid. It's not a drain. It's a fluid exchange. And, oh, okay. You know, okay. You know what you may want to consider on an older vehicle, and this is a little extreme, but you know how far do we want to go? It's not the worst way to go. But at one hundred seventeen thousand miles, fifteen years old, how dirty is the brake fluid? If the master cylinder is really scrungy and the fluid's really discolored, no, um, the, the, the the first owner must have had it changed or something, you know, because it, it looks like you know the orange reddish color. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then you should or, be. Or, then, or, you know, I mean, then looks you should, like it. You, looks you, like it's new. You should yeah. be. Yeah, you should be okay then, Mike. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Antici- yeah. I don't anticipate a problem. You know, oh, there's uh, there's there's not a lot. Thing, before I let you go, Ron, yeah. you bring back memories. When you're 72 money color and you're 55, if I win the Powerball, can can I buy them from you? No, <laughs> I had to um, when I in my younger days. I'll help you. I'll help you build one of each, though. Uh, oh, okay. You know, okay. but but right. like I, like I tell my kids, Ron doesn't come cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but right, we'll, we'll have right. a whole lot of fun doing all right, it. Ron. So, all right, Thanks sir. A lot, bud. You're very welcome, Mike. Um, right. You know. Yeah, it's funny, right? You start talking about older cars, and the wave of emotion that comes over people and you know, there's no, there's no replacement for it. Have you seen on YouTube? Uh, there's a, there's a, a series now I'm watching, you know, Fridays with Frank 
about the Penal County officer, Penal County Sheriff's Deputy Frank in uh, Frank's sloop out in uh, Arizona. And he's pulling people over and he's pulling over the younger kids. He pulled over a kid in a newer Mustang clocked at 121 miles an hour uh, speeding. Right. And like he just arrested him. You know, you're going to jail. This is criminal. And you can see the look on Officer Sloop's face or Deputy Sloop's face. I'm sorry. Um, You know that he's just disgusted because they, they just don't respect the speed and the power. One thing you can say about older muscle cars is you always had to respect them because if you didn't, um, you know, you kind of learn the hard way real quick. Uh, you know, it's, it's the newer cars are just, it's, it's not a big deal to go fast in the newer cars because it's so easy to do. In the older cars, it took a little bit of, you know, hang on to the wheel and, you know, grip this and a white knuckle ride. And I think, um, I think that's, you know, I think that's missing, but you, you always see people get a little emotional when you talk about older cars and muscle cars and hot rods and, um, because it was a simpler time, you know, there's a reason American graffiti as a movie is still so popular. There's a reason why two lane blacktop as a movie is, is referred to as a little bit of a cult icon period of Americana, right? Um, you don't see anybody talking about, oh, I had my Oh five Nissan Versa out and I was cruising the boulevard. You know, that just, <laughs> that stuff just doesn't exist, right? It's just, just a different time. So, but um, I'm glad I was able to stir up some memories in your mic and hopefully they're all good ones. Um, we all have our good memories of cruising around the old days for all us old timers. So anyway, 855-560-9900. 855-560-9900. There, I said it twice. I'm Ron Anini in the car doctor. Ha! We'll be back right after this. Selena. Like, really, love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're on Nate the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. Uh, by the way, more information. We're building our YouTube channel. Um, you can get out there, look for Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, or Ron and Annie on YouTube. We're trying to get some more videos up, and uh, um, we've gotten a couple of requests for certain things, uh, like one brake fluid uh, bleeding, brake fluid flushing. We're going to get a video up on that in a couple of weeks, I promise. We're just uh, backed up on the production schedule. So, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of these things are just, we're in the shop, and I'm, okay, let's do this real quick, and I'll grab Danny, and we'll... You know, and a lot of it's just off the top of my head. So if it doesn't look professional, guess what? It's not. Um, it's not scripted. It's just, you know, in the shop, bang, zoom. Uh, you know, we drop things where things are out of place. The camera's not focused for a minute. You know, that's just real in the shop, guys. Um, that's the way we keep it. So we're just trying to give you information. Um, you know, take it as that. So anyway, but uh, yeah, more to come. Uh, let's go over and talk to Joe in North Carolina, 12 Chevy Equinox. Joe, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going um, on? But it's my this is my daughter's car, and when you come up to a stop sign or stoplight, it'll start surging, and the RPM RPMs go from like a thousand to five hundred. And we just had the ran, my mechanic ran the scanner on it, and it came up as a high, I believe it's a high fuel pressure uh, uh, sensor. Okay. And we replaced that, and that still didn't do it. And our next thing he was going to replace is the timing chain. All right. Before he does that, all right, um, just because that fuel pressure sensor uh, is a 5-volt reference device, you got a pencil and paper? Uh, I do not. I'm actually pulled over on the side of the road right now. All right. Now. Try and remember this. GM has a – they, they call it a PIP – um, preliminary information for repair, PIP, it's a PIP 5013, and they talk about 5-volt references, of which okay. I believe that fuel pressure sensor is on that list. And they start talking about having intermittent or random failures of components based on potential 5-volt sensor feeds. You see, on that vehicle, like a lot of vehicles, you know that, that particular sensor would use a 5-volt reference that a lot of sensors use. And, you know, if you if you follow the scan tool and look at the code, if you live by the code, you die by the code, you know, you'll say it'll, it'll have a fault code for a fuel pressure sensor, but it's not that. It's a cam actuator or it's a trans control uh, switch or it's a... So read, read PIP 5013 and he'll get an idea of, you know, possibly could this just be a 5-volt reference problem, not necessarily a, a failed component. In other words, is it wiring more than it's a bad component if you follow what i'm saying all right okay. now that's number one number two uh the fact that it 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 drops you know that it drops down to 500 from a thousand you know if you pop it into neutral does it stay at a thousand is it the weight of the transmission so to speak that's pulling it down or is it just gonna thank you go ahead yeah you can you can put it in neutral and it'll pretty much stop okay so that, you know, maybe do we do we have a problem developing in the trans? Is the converter hanging up and not releasing? Does the is the problem always there regardless of temperature? 
or is it better uh, when it's cold and it does it worse when it's hot? I would think more when it's hot. Okay. Um, I I drove it after I after I got it from the mechanic. I drove it for two hour round trip two hours, and on the way back it started doing it. it okay. It did fine the whole way. Right. Does it does it does it start to stutter or shudder, Joe? Is it is it like a manual transmission vehicle? You left in gear as you pulled up to a stop sign, didn't put a, didn't push in the clutch. Is it that no, kind it's of a almost like you're giving a gas and then you like you're power braking it almost? Okay, you know it's pushing right. ahead, right? Um, you know, and then could it be something as simple? I, I don't think so, but I want to mention all the simple stuff too. Could we just have a dirty throttle body? Could we have a throttle okay. body that's just you know, filthy, dirty. Uh, it it closes. It's it's choking for air, and the computer can't compensate and keep up for it. How many miles are on this? About uh, about one hundred seventy. Yeah, uh, four cylinder, th- six cylinder, yes. four, cylinder. four yeah. cylinder. Yeah, you know, could we have? Could we just have a dirty throttle body? Um, okay. You know, what one of the things, you know, when people call me for help, not here, but at the shop, when other shops call me for help. You know, I don't just give out information, not like I do here. It's easier to talk to me here than it is in the shop because otherwise I'd spend all day on the phone. I'd never get anything done. And I always require them, you know, it's, it's like I got the filthy five that I like to call it. You know, it, it's, it's, I, I want them to give me, you know, what's mass airflow at idle, what's engine vacuum, what's relative throttle angle, did they do a volumetric efficiency test? You know, there's a lot of basic little things that you or your mechanic, your mechanic hopefully could do, uh, you know. And I encourage you or him, I encourage all, everybody, don't just look for that problem. You know, don't, everybody says to me, what do you think's wrong? Well, I don't know. Let's figure out what's right, what's working. Because I've, I've got to tell you, in all my years, and especially in the last eight, eight or ten, I've learned that looking for what's good will usually lead you to what's bad a lot faster, if you get my, if you get my meaning. So, you know, maybe maybe looking at, at throttle angle cold, throttle angle hot, does something change? Maybe looking at, you know, mass airflow at idle. Like, for example, that's got a mass airflow sensor on it, and you can get a reading of grams per second. Forget the, the technical side of it, but that's a 2.4 liter four-cylinder, right? Yes. Typically, at idle, on a warmed-up engine, on a 2.4, you're going to see, wait for it, 2.4, 2.5 grams of airflow. Right. If if you're seeing three grams, if you're seeing four grams, tells me I got an airflow problem. Wouldn't that give me a better indication than hoping for a code? Right. You know, it, yeah. it, it tells me something's over, uh, you know, not to make this, you know, um, cliche because this is the car doctor, but it's like going to the doctor, you know, heart rate, blood pressure, aches, pains, moans, groans. Look for the obvious. Don't let the patient tell you that kind of thing. So. All right. Check those things out. And if your mechanic wants to listen to any of this, God bless him. He can uh, pick it up on the podcast. Just Google search Ron and Annie and Car Doctor Podcast. This is going to be hour two, whatever today's day is. What is today's day? Today is uh, the 17th, I think. Um, uh, It's the weekend. I know that. Um, You know, this will be hour two after the bottom of the hour. And uh, he can pick it up here. And if he has any questions, I'll, I'll be glad to talk to him. We can kind of walk through it. All right, sir. Okay, great. Thanks for your help. You're very welcome, Joe. Um, Yeah, stop. You know, I, I say this all the time. You can't look for what's bad. If we knew what was bad, why would we be having the conversation? <laughs> right? Tell me what's good. Tell me what's good. I'll tell you what's bad. The filthy five. We go through it all the time. So anyway, 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie, the car doctor. I'm back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're in the car doctor. Let's uh, let's go to, is that Toby in Pennsylvania? Toby, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, man, I appreciate the show. Thank you. I uh, love what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a 2021 Ford Bronco uh, convertible, although I'm not sure that that matters. Uh, but uh, when you put the window down a little bit, uh, you know, just to let some air in, it has a rattle when you hit bumps or any sort of anything. Uh, it has a very loud, obnoxious rattle that happens. Okay. Uh, I've looked online for like, and I found codes that, that say, to fix it, I've taken it to the dealership and told them about the codes, and they kind of, uh, kind of blew it off and said, you know, hey, we don't wait till there's a recall or, or something like that. And I'm just wondering if there's any way that I can mitigate that rattle before, you know, any sort of official so, recall happens. So, are, are you saying and I, I wouldn't wait for the recall? I would, I would, I would increase this, the volume of my voice. Um, are you saying if you grab the window when it's down partially, Toby, you can make this noise go away? Yes. Yeah. So in other words, yeah, if I roll down the window, just, you know, like a quarter inch, half inch, maybe, you know, an inch, once you roll it down past that, it doesn't rattle. But when you roll it down just a little bit, uh, it, if you hit a bump, it rattles. But if I put pressure on it as I'm driving and hit a bump, it does not rattle. How many, so miles, just how many, how, how many miles on this car? Uh, about about uh, 20,000. Okay. So it's still under warranty, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but again, I, and I've looked online and, and everyone seems to have this issue. Um, so I, I think it's, it's maybe just by function of the design of the, of the windows, because there's not like a frame 
uh, because it is, you know, uh, when you right. when you put the window up, there's no edge. Uh, like there's, right, it's it's yeah, be, it's exactly. it's because it's because the regulator isn't holding it correctly because the guide down bottom, you know, if you were to take the door panel off, there's it, this is likely and I believe it is a um, how can I say it? It's a it's a reel and cable uh, window regulator. It's there's not a lot of metal here. You know, it's a spool and cable. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and there's going to be a guide. There's going to be some sort of a metal guide on the door pillar or the door frame that has to kind of guide the window up as it goes up. They probably have to increase tension on that. It's it's just at that moment. Uh, but I wouldn't wait. I don't know that I would wait for you know this alleged recall to come through, and I don't I don't like that answer from a dealership. That tells me somebody doesn't want to do their job. Uh, you yeah, know what? That's what I how, how cheap was that car? Let's start there. Uh, it wasn't cheap. I right. bought it during COVID, right? Uh, so I probably overpaid by about five thousand, right? But, uh, so that was a sixty thousand dollar vehicle. I wanted and I yeah. got it. right. So are you are you sixty thousand dollars worth of angry? I you know I geez, let's <laughs> fix it, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, not quite that, but, but yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I love the vehicle. Uh, the only, that's the only issue I have really is the window rattle. And like I said, I've, I've, I've seen online that, you know, many, many people have this issue. Um, and, and some people have said there's like a plug underneath the door or something that you can uh, do something with, or I don't know, but yeah, I mean, there I has to the be kind of take, take your, take your thumb and forefinger and put them together. Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Okay, now spread them yes, apart. Sir. Now spread them apart. The thickness of the glass. Okay, that's that's there, there's got to be something like that holding the glass inside the door. And if there right. isn't, there should. If if there isn't, there should be right because if they're telling if you're if they end up that they support that glass completely off the regulator, that's 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 just stupid. All right, there's got to be some yeah. sort of structural support. So in my mind, that that thumb and forefinger clamp wherever that is has to be tightened up. But yeah, I wouldn't. Sense. I wouldn't wait for the Ford dealer to, you know, come up with the magical recall. I'd be calling Ford corporate. You can elevate the case. Ask for a field supervisor. Ask for somebody to come out and look at it. This is a. This is a big deal to you. This isn't something you want to live with. And see what they say. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. This is. This. Listen. I went through this, and and here's why I took my wife's Explorer that I no longer own to the dealership because I wanted to have this experience. But I. I've been through this. I'd seen customers go through this. I went through this. You've got to elevate it. When the dealer doesn't want to do anything, you've got to elevate the case and and get Ford gotcha. corporate involved because then they will do something. It may take a while, but something will get accomplished. And the first thing is a field engineer, quote unquote, has to come out and look at it and they will tell you, yeah, there's a problem. And then how are they going to fix it? All right. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Do you, do you, and quick question, do you have any, like, I mean, these are relatively new vehicles. Have you heard anything? Good, bad, or otherwise, in terms of you know longevity and everything else. I mostly, mo- I have a two point three. Yeah, mostly uh, the good. Two point seven. I heard most. Mo- most of it. Most of that vehicle is built on a uh, on the escape platform, uh, or was prior to the body changeover. So I've heard a lot of good things about it. But yeah, you're right. They're they're too new. So we have no longevity idea, but uh, you know if the window indicator and how well they respond to it is any indication. <laughs> we'll see. So let us know what happens, Toby. I'm kind of curious. And, uh, you know, if, if I talk to anybody at Ford, I'll kind of try and put some pressure on them from my side. But your voice needs to be heard. They need to know what's going on because that'll help motivate anything to get done. So as well as anybody else listening that has that particular problem. I appreciate the call. I'm Ron Anany in the car, Doctor. I'm back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hang on, help is on its way. I'll be there as fast as I can. Welcome back. Let's real quick get over to Troy from Tennessee. Troy, I got about two minutes, babe. What's going on? All right. Uh, daughter's car. Uh, 2004 PT Cruiser. Right. The blinkers, um, they'll work for about 10 seconds and then quit. I've replaced the fuses, the flasher. The hazards will work as long as you leave them on. Just blink, flashes, flashes, flashes. Okay. But the blinkers, I mean, I don't understand it. It'll work. Like I say, you're sitting at a red light or a, you know, a turn, turn signal. Comes on and stays on for ten seconds and it cuts off. Okay, and you can't manually make them work either. All right, so so when the turn signals stop working, does does the heater work? Yes. And the windows work. Yep. The only thing that's failed Everything is the turn fine, signal, even the hazards. Okay, because the only because they, they did have a problem with connector one hundred six where it would melt, and but you would see other things. So everything else in the car works electrically. Right. Okay. So you know my. First place I would stop is the multifunction switch itself, but I would pin it out. I wouldn't just change it. All right. I would grab a wiring diagram. There's two powers in. Do I have power in from both fuses? And the only way you're going to know is to pin it out with a voltmeter. It's, you're going to have to go down to the base of the steering column and pull the connector right. apart. Um, you know, do I have power in and then do I have signal coming out? All right. Right. Uh, my guess is it's going to be internal in the multifunction switch um, for the turn signals. If you were to. Turn the turn signals off. I don't know. Give it two minutes to cool down and try turning them back on again. Do they work? No. It, you just about have to uh, shut the car off and, you know, go back out tomorrow, you know, hours later. Right. So it's it's because to me it sounds like something's getting hot and is opening electrically. 
And that right. that makes me think that, that that multifunction switch, the actual turn lever itself, have you tried, you know, kind of gently massaging the switch just to get it to move a little bit? Does it, you know, yes, and, yes. and it has no difference whatsoever? Nothing at all. No. And, and the hazards still work? Yeah. Work okay. Well, I can save you the trouble then. If the hazards work, we know we've got power coming in because the two fuses that supply hazards also supply turn signal. All right. Well, that's what I. That's what I thought. Yes. Right. So, so I can save you that step there. So then, my next question is: Do we have? You know, the, the, well, well. Here's the catch, though. The ground for the turn signals is different than for the hazards. Okay. All right. So you know, get yourself a wiring diagram and start to separate the two. Because your first clue is you know the hazards are working. What's what's the difference between hazards and turn signal? And I believe the ground for the turn signal is going to be different. I would go ch- I would go chase that because you know you're getting power out to the bulbs. You just may not necessarily be getting ground for the ground circuit to work on the turn signal side of it. So do that if you need more. If you need a wiring diagram, send me an email, Ron at CarDoctorShow.com, Troy, and I'll be glad to get something out to you. I'm Ron Anani and the Car Doctor. Till the next time, reminding all of you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.